good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Here we go. All kinds of stuff on the table here in the Bureau for hour number two as we get underway here, hour two. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. What do you want to get to? What do you want to get to? We'll do that. Uh, text messages coming up on the country please and text line and some comments on the live stream. Over on YouTube on the comments live, uh, live thread, Jimmy says Arkansas does have a new strength coach. That hire is every bit as important as any coordinator hire. There is no question. Uh, the coach on your staff that spends the most time with the players is the strength coach and the strength staff. It is a huge, huge, huge deal who you hire and the job they do. Will commented on YouTube, says that he feels good about state this year. I really do, he says, but I think we'll need some help to get it done, i.e., Bama and LSU taking a step back and A&M continuing to underachieve. And boy, have they. Jimmy says, he's talking to Blind Squirrel. He said, LSU had a really good year in the portal. They should be really good. You know, Jimmy, I would, um, you're right. And, and you know, I picked up on pieces of that along the way, but I, not being an LSU fan and not just following every piece of news that comes out of there, I'm sure there's some that I have missed. I need to go and, and look at you know, what they have done and who they got. I was researching southeast Louisiana a little bit, just trying to be prepared. State's first opponent. Uh, they're an FCS team. They've been a pretty competitive FCS team, and it's a game that State should – Frankly, you know, easily win, but, you know, trying to do the right thing, learn about them, research them, uh, put a video on YouTube. We'll do that for all the opponents this year. But in looking at that, realize that their two best defenders at Selah, who were like, they had been FCS All-Americans for like two or three years in a row were both defensive backs, one of them a tall cornerback who transferred up to LSU. He's going to play for them this year. And another one was a big, tall safety who transferred to Minnesota. Uh, so, And we know that I mean, LSU's been active no, for years and decades. I don't know that anybody's really thrown the money around any more so uh, than LSU has. And so in this pay-for-play era, you would think that, you know, they'll – They'll go get a lot of the players they want, and then it'll be a matter of, you know, how does it come together on the field for them. What else do we have? Will commented, said, um, if they can keep Texas A&M transferred Denver Harris from reenacting, what is it, Tokyo Drift and campus parking garages, then maybe you'll have a good secondary. So they having issues too? <laughs> the driving? I thought that was Georgia. I thought it was Georgia who had all the driving infractions and driving issues uh, during the offseason. All right, so at any rate, here we go. You can text, you can call, or you can comment. Let me give you those numbers. Text the show, country please, and text line, the number 885-3776. Got it? 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. 
Call me on the Divinity phone. That number is 995-1059. 995-1059. You can also comment over here. Now, Blind Squirrel commented here on the uh, live comments thread. Blind Squirrel Sports. I think I've got all these guys pegged. I think he's a Georgia fan. Do I have that right? I think he's a Georgia fan. Yeah. Um, and and what he said was, y'all have me hooked on the sonic boom, by the way. And then he followed it up with, can we hear that today? Why not? Give the people what they want. All right, so uh, get them in here. Here's a piece of news for you while they play. Uh, They announced it yesterday. Mississippi State has sold out its allotment of season tickets for this year. Uh, 40,000 season tickets. Team spokesman said the sellout features the highest total of new season tickets purchased since 2015. Coming off a nine-win season last year, first year for... Zach Arnett, so there's some excitement. So the ticket sales total by the time they get through single games will be somewhere 42, 43,000 once they factor in all the student tickets, which was 11,000 for student use this year. So not bad. Not bad at all, huh? Here we go. Roll your window down, turn it up. Here comes the big finish, Sonic Boom. Yes, sir. If that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. All right, so it's going to end up around 43000 once they factor in student tickets. Um, they stuck with the annual 11000 allotment for student use, which is that is what it has been. Um, it said that fans don't have to wait too are not going to have to wait too long before being able to order some single-game tickets. But he also said, as of yesterday, there are less than 1,000 tickets left on the single-game stuff floating out there. So that'll be you know, sold pretty quickly. And so what he said was, 1,000 uh, tickets left for the Alabama game on September 30th. LSU right behind that. He felt confident those two would be sellouts, which, again, includes the single-games. Uh, he said an Ole Miss right there behind LSU. He said, so the way things were trending – they expect to announce three uh, sellouts for games this year in terms of selling out the stadium, and that is going to include. And I think probably the most important thing, you know, a, a stadium with what sixty-one thousand and change is the overall capacity, and you go forty-two, forty-three thousand season tickets with the students factored in there because they're in that portion of the end zone which is really good, a total in terms of season tickets. You got the eight home games, which I would guess is a big part of selling that, but the fact that it's the most new season ticket purchases since 2015 is pretty significant. So, you know, I think there's several factors there, and again, this is not, I'm not pulling from some behind-the-scenes conversation I've had. I'm just observing it like you are, but when you think about it, 
you know, nine games, you know, so positivity with players coming back, quarterback, two linebackers, you know, all these old offensive linemen, Tulu is exciting, all this stuff. You know, you had some success in recruiting. People do like Zach Arnett. But there's also an element of they have really done a good job selling it. You know, they've been active. They've been out. Arnett and Selman have been out places all over the place, going to here, going to there, meeting with people, selling it, reaching out, email. If you're a state fan, you know, you've got emails, you've got phone calls. So they've really worked. They haven't just said, hey, here we are, and tweeted. You know, that's not all they've done. They've really gone out and hit the ground and tried to to just really – you know, bootstrap some of it, uh, so to speak. Um, and with the schedule this year, I think it's a good idea. So, um, yeah, winning nine games last year helps you. And and like say, so that, whatever that is, and however you categorize it, I just categorize it, you know, from my perspective, but however you categorize, there's some positive momentum with State. They went nine last year. You do have the coaching change. You get all these players back, a largely veteran team. You got eight home games. A better home schedule, obviously. Uh, excitement. It uh, culminates in ticket sales the most since 2015. So there's this upward trend in everything over here and all these measurables. But over here on talking season, talking season on whether it's SEC Network or whether it's social media, whether it's ESPN, that's not what you're hearing. So you see what I'm saying? You notice talking season ain't matching what the fan base is buying into. So we'll find out soon enough. Just an honest observation. Tiger Texas show. He's telling me who this guy was they were talking about. Denver Harris, the Texas A&M transfer corner, has been running with the threes all camp. That would be at LSU. The starters will be Zy Alexander and Deuce Chestnut or Sage Run. And Tyga, if I'm you, you tell me, but I believe in Zy Alexander is the kid who transferred to LSU from Southeast Louisiana. He's like 6'2, 6'3 cornerback. FCS All American multiple multiple times. I think that's a kid. So he's you know a good player. He's gonna start for LSU out there. Okay, so that is him. Tyga confirms it. Got it. Got it. Hey, y'all see this? Reggie Bush is in the news. Do you care? Well, we'll find out if you care. Hang on. (laughs) Ex-USC star Reggie Bush is filing a defamation lawsuit against the NCAA. Now, we can... Without even having to know all the exact details, we do know that it goes back to, you know, they, after he had finished his college career and after he had won the Heisman, the NCAA determined that Reggie Bush had gotten hundreds of thousands of dollars in either cash or benefits to play at USC, including like a house and a place to stay and all this stuff, right? Which I don't guess surprised anyone. And But that was back when the NCAA had a little enforcement going on. They were able to rule on it when they had, you know, info basically handed to them. 
and they were able to punish. And so they did punish. And the way they did it is they didn't really punish USC too bad, but they punished some individuals, right? Like a coach. They went and took somehow locked arms with the Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trust, and took Reggie Bush's Heisman away from him. And that's been the the whole talk is, hey, for years now, hey, give Reggie his Heisman back, right? Because now slowly but surely this the curtain on big time college football programs has been pulled back and that you know they've been making money and paying players under the table for years and now we're you're paying them over the out in the open we're just calling it name image and likeness you know all that whole thing right and so everybody's like well give him his Heisman back and then the Johnny Manziel documentary comes out where he and everybody else confirms what was going on with him and he's sitting there still holding his Heisman <laughs> you see what a joke it all is it's really kind of funny. So here's some of the details in the story. The lawsuit is based on the NCAA maliciously attacking Reggie Bush's character. This is according to a statement, by the way. Through a completely false and highly offensive statement that was widely reported in the media and substantially and irreparably damaged his reputation. That's according to a statement from law firm uh, McCathern PLLC. Okay, so this statement that the NCAA made way back when, that they're now suing the NCAA for, it was issued to ESPN along with other media outlets on July the 28th, 2021. Okay, so this all happened 20 years ago. When he was at USC, or, or close to it, ruled on just a little less than 20 years ago. But there's some statement about it that got released in 2021 to ESPN and other media that now that's what he's getting, that he's going to sue him for this. It was the statement they put out was in response to it says, an inquiry about the possibility of Reggie Bush having his records and participation restored in light of changes to name, image, and likeness rules that went into effect back in 2021. So you get the story, right? <laughs> punish him, punish some coach, take his Heisman, all this stuff. Everybody's going, give him his Heisman back. Okay, now we got name, image, and likeness. You never should have punished him, right? And so they responded by putting out a statement. Here's what an NCAA spokesperson said in that statement back then. Although college athletes can now receive benefits from their names, images, and likenesses through activities like endorsements and appearances, NCAA rules still do not permit pay-for-play type arrangements. The NCAA infractions process exists to promote fairness in college sports. <laughs> Hold on a minute. All right, hold on, time out. Hit the track. Let's hit the track. Let me read that again. The NCAA infractions process exists to promote fairness in college sports. <laughs> the rules that govern fair play are voted on, agreed to, and expected to be upheld by all NCAA member schools. Okay, so where it said in the statement that was sent out in July, so two years ago, right now, it said the rules still don't permit pay-for-play arrangements. 
That's the phrase they're going to sue him over. Now, apparently he had a news conference this morning. I missed it. I guarantee you I didn't miss much. It all had to do with the 2005 Heisman Trophy. And, you know, wanting it reinstated. He forfeited the trophy in 2010, five years after he won it, after a four-year investigation about extra benefits. It determined that Reggie Bush and family members, while he was still at USC, got cash, <laughs> travel expenses. They got a home in San Diego where his parents live rent-free for more than a year. And they were also given $10,000 to furnish the free apartment and house they were living in in San Diego. Right? So, I mean, they loaded him up. And they found it. They decided, okay, this was pay for play. Now, here's what the lawyer is saying who is on behalf of Reggie Bush. The NCAA's statement is completely false and highly offensive. <laughs> Lawyers, man, they're they going to get it done one way or the other. Are we going to pin you to the wall one way or the other? It doesn't have to be true. The NCAA knew Mr. Bush was never even accused of, involved in, much less sanctioned for any, quote, pay-for-play arrangement which never occurred. Now, <laughs> Bush had a Reggie Bush had a 10-year disassociation that he was, you know, pinned with. He had to dissociate from USC for 10 years that ended in 2020. But here's okay, l break down just little s snippets. They are s number 1 they are suing the NCAA because of a statement one two years ago. Two years ago, the statement said, we still don't allow pay for play. That's what they're suing him for. For saying that it was insinuating that it was pay for play. The lawyer says, insinuating that Reggie Bush got all of that in exchange for playing for USC is false and offensive. <laughs> Now, and then he goes to say he was never involved in any sort of pay-for-play arrangement. Well, here's my question. Then what was he paid for? They are not disputing that the investigation, what the investigation initially concluded. That they got cash. They got all their travel expenses paid for. They got a house. And they got furniture in the house. <laughs> the investigation found all of that. And now they're suing the NCAA, but they are not disputing what he got. They're not. They're not saying he didn't get cash. Well, apparently he did because they're not claiming he didn't. Apparently he got a house. They're not even claiming he didn't get a house. None of that is up for question. <laughs> so if he wasn't paid and given all of that, to play for USC, what did they give it to him for? And what? And now we're in the name, image, and likeness era, where according to the NCAA, again, I'm reading it. It's their language. Here it is. 
They can receive benefits from their names, images, and likenesses through activities like endorsements and appearances. Well, is that what they're claiming he was getting paid to do? Well, where's the endorsements? Where's the appearances? He didn't do any in 2005. So the main question here is this. You're telling me as his lawyer, I'm not arguing that you ought to give the Heisman. Give it back to him. Give him the trophy back. He put in his time. Let him go back to USC and help him. I mean, give him the trophy. Okay, for Pete's sake, he won the thing. That's all silly to begin with. But And I know that they're keeping up appearances, Heisman Trust and everything. But, but the deal is this. You're going to sue them, and your lawyer says, they said we did pay for what? <gasps> Shock, horror. Pay for play? That is offensive, sir. I am offended that the NCAA would insinuate we got all that stuff that we got as a pay-for-play arrangement. Well, answer me this. Why'd he get it? Why did he get it? If he didn't get it to play for USC, why did he get it? (laughs) All this stuff is so stupid and clear and obvious. It's just like everything else nowadays. They don't care how obviously untrue and stupid it all looks. Just say it. Maybe someone will believe it. They said we did pay for play. That is offensive. Sue their butts. (laughs) Uh, 13 years later. Stick around. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Yeah, Will says, Matt, Reggie Bush was paid for his name, image, and his likeness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is one thing we can say, Will. Whatever they paid him for, I mean, it's probably worth it. <laughs> he was really, really good. Incredible athlete. No question about it. It's like Cam Newton at Auburn. I mean, Charles Barkley was telling the truth when he said this was, they got a good deal. Whatever they paid him, they got a good deal. And, you know, wasn't. I know. He, do you know, still to this day, Will, the only people on planet Earth who still believe Auburn didn't pay Cam and him a bunch of money are some Auburn fans. <laughs> there's, still, there's still some Auburn fans who really genuinely believe they didn't pay that man anything. And we'll argue with you. And it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of funny and also kind of pitiful all at the same time. You know, I had a strong opinion there on the Reggie Bush lawsuit, it's kind of it is interesting to me. I don't know what they expect to get out of the lawsuit and why it took two years to be all of a sudden offended by something that was said. But I'm not the only one. Beaver also has a strong opinion about it. I know that because he touched on it earlier today in a conversation. Beaver, you there? 
Beef, step away. If I had the audio, I'd play it for you. Hey, speaking of, y'all didn't get this. <laughs> Hang on. Y'all didn't get this in hour, uh, here in hour two yet. This was I played this in hour one. <laughs> Earlier today, I sent Beaver a voice message. And I said, hey, B, what in the world are we going to talk about today? This is on, you know, you, you record it on your phone and it sends it to the guy. <laughs> he sent me a couple of them back. And among other things in these voice messages, Beaver got off on baseball. And I got his permission to play it on the show. So here was the first thing he talked about baseball. He talked about the Mets. We can talk about how wonderful it is that we're coming up on the final month of Major League Baseball. Because that needs to be over. And speaking of baseball, we can talk about how Hilarious it is what miserable failures the New York Mets constantly are, especially since they spent close to $400 million this year. Went out and got Verlander and Scherzer, and then that they're already gone. They already gone. <laughs> there you go. How about he say, uh, he says, yeah, so the Major League Baseball, we're in the last month. Uh, that needs to end. <laughs> we need to get this over with. <laughs> okay, but he didn't stop with the Mets. He then, Beaver then went on to get in on the Yankees. Oh, also, speaking of Major League Baseball, I, this is the most baseball I've talked in, I don't know how long. I don't, I don't know that I've watched a pitch this year, <laughs> but... I did see the story this morning that the Yankees have now lost nine in a row, their longest losing streak since 1982, and they haven't lost ten in a row since, I think it's in 1913. And I find that wonderful, too. <laughs> and I don't know why he chose uh, those words. I don't know. Now, I, yeah, okay, look. Drug Dog commented on the country pleasing text line. He said, Matt, he sounds so different. <laughs> and uh, Y'all, look, these microphones, like Beaver's got one in his studio. I've got one here. These microphones are, they just, they're so much different than what, like, your phone records. And they're both good, but they're different. Okay, so, yeah, like, when he speaks on the show, it does sound different than, and the same for all of us. If you were to talk in this microphone and people that know you could hear it, they'd go, oh, you sound different, <laughs> probably. So it's not just him. Uh, Jonathan Texas show, and he goes, Matt, Beaver's voice notes need to be a daily segment for sure. Well, look, I'm all for it. And we will have plenty of opportunities for that because that I, I have the only reason that I began to send voice notes like that instead of texting it out sending voice notes like that is because Beaver did it. Like, you know, that's his preferred way of communication. It's not texting numbers. I mean, you know, letters. It's say it, send it. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have that opportunity. And I did get his permission. Because, you know, it's like somebody sends you one of those. You don't want to pop it up and play it on <laughs> live radio without them knowing you're going to do it. And so I got his permission. Yeah. 
I will tell you, though, here's the thing, Jonathan. 90% of those that we exchange, Beaver and I, you know, all different times throughout the week, it has to do with one or the other of us watching an old episode of The Office. Okay, so that's 90% of it. It's very, very seldom are Beaver and I sending each other voice messages back and forth that are actually about sports. Okay. White Denzel says, I agree also. Beaver's voice messages need to be a daily or weekly thing. You can call it <laughs> Beaver's Nuggets. Okay. I got it. Thanks, Denzel. Appreciate that. It is a good idea, isn't it? So, so maybe like whatever a subject is or is going to be on a particular day, like give him a heads up, say, hey, send me a thought or two on this. What do you think about this? And then, and then afterwards tell him, hey, I'm going to use this on the show. <laughs> right? Because if you, if you always give somebody a heads up that it's going to be on the radio, then they may sort of, well, as he was saying, Urban Meyer did. Beaver was saying Urban Meyer did this in the making of this um, documentary that he edited himself as he was speaking, right? So if somebody knows that everybody's going to hear, they do that. We're, we're trying to get it. Uh, we're, we're trying to get it not edited, right? All right. Yeah, people got a kick out of your text there, Denzel. Appreciate that. <laughs> People got a real kick out of that. All right. Get them on in here. You can text the show. The number to text, 885-3776. Here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. 885-3776. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. Over here on the live comments thread, Tony said, Matt, what is your favorite coffee from High Point Roasters? All right. Let me just tell you. If you you'll see this if you go to uh, highpointroasters.com. You'll see a bunch of different, you know, um, origins of different coffees from all around the world. Literally there. That you can choose from different roasts, different blends, you know, medium, light, dark, all these different things, all these different combinations. You can get it already ground, you can get it whole bean, you know. So, like, there's lots of choices there. And so, I say that to say that I probably haven't had everything. Now, I've had a lot of it. Uh, many, many of the flavors and blends you'll see on there, I've tried it at one point or another. And I've never had any I didn't like. I'm just telling you the truth. It's really good coffee. It's fresh. You make it as strong as you want. Like for me, really strong. But I have recently, um, sort of, sort of like veered towards uh, three of the like the three that are the most regular for me. One is it's it's pretty. It's some of the more high end. Okay, you're not going to be. This is not going to be your daily go to all the time. It's a, just slightly more expensive. But Kona, you'll see it. The last I saw it comes in the silver package. Kona, K-O-N-A. comes from Hawaii. And it is fine. <laughs> it is awesome. 
Okay. So that, <clears throat> you'll also see another one that is a red packaging, uh, in the one-pound bag, and it says Ethiopian Yurgachev. And I, I don't know if it's Ethiopia or Ethiopian, but it's Ethiopia Yurgachev. And that is a little different. There's this citrus hint. So it has a little bit of a different color to it. More of a, there's a little more red in there as opposed to just the dark. And the flavor and the smell is a little different slightly, but it is really good. And then sort of a go-to for me is this breakfast blend. Like I, you know, they just know what they're doing. And so it's sort of a daily go-to is the breakfast blend. I like the, uh, they have one called Specialty Coffee for Pilots. And that's a, you know, a little bit different. It's really good. They have a, a Magnolia blend. The packaging's got the new Mississippi State flag on it. You'll see that. Um, so those are all good. What else you got? I've had lots of different ones. Check some of them out. If you see one you got a question about, just hit me up on the comments. I'll tell you if I've had it, tell you what I think. And you can talk to them, too. Just email them. They're on the website, highpointroasters.com. Dan and Sam, and hit them up. All right, listen, we're uh, almost out of time. We've got a little time left. We'll wrap things up with you next here on this Wednesday. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. crave your sports. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Hi, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. He's back. Hit the bell. <laughs> Hold on, let it ring. That's my bike bell. It's supposed to go on a bike, but I'm not riding a bike anymore. Reminds me of the sunny day. <laughs> Beaver. Man. <laughs> so, yeah, what did you did you try to talk to me at some point? Yeah, well what it was is I wanted I wanted people to be able to get an earful of your opinion on Reggie Bush suing the NCAA. I gave him my opinion. Well, so full disclosure, like I just texted you. Man, and at one point, even Jake. So, (laughs) it was just Uncle Bill. So, we had Uncle Bill Wilson, we had Jake Wimberly, and Jared Schatz, and they were all standing in here. (laughs) Jake left pretty quick, but Bill and Jared were standing here for like 30 minutes straight, at least, just talking and talking. And literally, I was sitting there thinking... I hope Matt hasn't called on me or tried to ask me something because I couldn't even hear. <laughs> like, what do y'all think I'm doing here? <laughs> yeah. Beaver, don't you know that whatever somebody else is doing is more important than what you are doing? Don't you realize that? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. All three of those dudes are good dudes, but <laughs> sometimes I got to talk to Matt Wyatt. <laughs> Okay, so here was my opinion on the Reggie Bush thing. Is 
the thing, the thing that sticks out to me, Beaver, is the thing that they are really offended by. And that is the exact word that the lawyer uses. Okay, two years ago, July 21, two years ago, ESPN, in a response to this, this outcry to give Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy back since name, image, and likeness was here then, two years ago, the NCAA puts out a statement and says, look, they can do name, image, and likeness, but it's still against our rules for players to engage in pay-for-play stuff, insinuating that's what Reggie Bush was doing back in the day. Well, the thing is, it, it, they don't even dispute what the NCAA concluded in the investigation that got them in trouble to begin with, Beaver. They don't dispute that they got lots of cash, they got free travel expense, got their travel stuff paid for, got a house in San Diego, and got furnishings for the house. So my thing was, you're sitting here telling me, oh, you're offended and, and shocked and hurt that two years ago they said you were doing pay-for-play. Well, what'd you get all that stuff for? What'd you get it for? Because if it was name, image, and likeness, the NCAA says that's for appearances and endorsements. Well, there were no appearances or endorsements. So what was all that stuff for? Okay, so there's a little bit of background on my take. What do you think? Yeah, so part of that, Yes, my thoughts. Like, it happened. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to act now like it didn't happen? Look, it happened, but here's the thing. So, like you said, they made this comment. They made the comment two years ago yeah. about something he did 18 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, it happened. It wasn't legal back then. You got popped. What are we trying to do? And now, a defamation suit. So... What well, a defamation suit is, oh, you're defaming my character. Usually the argument is, oh, well, that's going to, for normal people, if they file that, that's going to hurt me in trying to get jobs and marketing and all this stuff. No, man. Look, you already had an NFL career. You made a lot of money. You yeah. had a Fox Sports career. You made a lot of money with that. And no one is really still worried about 18 years ago. It happened it's not going to hurt you in any way in the future. No one really even cares anymore. Yeah. The timing is just, why? That, why are we doing this in 2023? Right. It, exactly. You know, why would... That's my thing on it. Something's not... I'm not able to figure out logic behind any of the timing on this stuff. And, I, and I'm also not able to really figure out, Beaver, what they expect to get out of it. Uh, at this time in a lawsuit, too. You know, like I said in, in my rant that, Beaver, you didn't get to hear it, but, uh, you know, the argument of giving him his Heisman Trophy back, okay, fine, give it back to him. Yeah, I mean, he was phenomenal, okay? He did win it. He was the best player. Uh, yeah, and sure enough, guess what? Other Heisman Trophy winners <laughs> were cashing in, too, turning to, you know, Johnny Football, and we know Cam was and all this kind of stuff. So you want to give it back to him, give it back to him, you know, do that whole thing. But the deal with, the, the deal with, okay, defamation. Like, so you're trying to prove that, but without arguing that what they concluded in their investigation was false. You're not, they're not arguing that it was false. They're not even arguing that. They're not even touching on it. 
they're not arguing the fact that he got, that he got all that stuff. Because, you know, there was enough evidence there for an NCAA with no subpoena power to punish him based on it. Okay, so you're not even arguing. He did get a house in San Diego that his parents lived in and free furnishings and got all their travel paid for and cash. He got all that. <laughs> okay, well, then why are you saying, then how can you, how can you not dispute that while saying them calling it pay for play is offensive? I, none of that makes sense to me. I well, mean, also, Matt White, I'm sorry. Yeah, go but, ahead. You know, another thing that I've heard ever since, okay, because they made the comment in 2021, because that's when that's when NIL started, which mm-hmm. is pay for a play yeah. in most cases. But so another thing, it's kind of like back, another thing I've heard is, remember in 2010 when Ohio State got busted, Jim Tressel. Yeah. Those days for what they call tattoo gate. Because remember, there for a while we were calling everything a gate. <laughs> but right. so it's it's the same thing to me. Some of actually someone in Ohio, politicians, of course, they tried to pass a law saying reinstate those wins. Why we don't care anymore? It doesn't matter. Two thousand five, USC. Two thousand ten, Ohio State. Give us back our wins. Give us back our trophy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not now. If you get a Heisman Trophy, I'd want it back too. Yeah. I'd want it back too. Right. But yeah. why are why are we worried? Nothing about 2005 or 2010 matters. 18 and 13 years later. Yeah. Well, and Nunya texted the show on a country pleasing text line. He said he said it's publicity. He said it keep his keeps his name in the headlines, and therefore keeps him marketable. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. You know, it, if it moves, if your name can, positive or negative, move a needle, then in some kind of way you're getting attention and you're marketable. You know, maybe so. But how are you going to, haven't I always heard Beaver people say, including lawyers say, defamation lawsuits are incredibly difficult to prove in court? Well, you know, I only minored in law. <laughs> I'm, I'm more up. You know, you know me. I'm yeah. more up to date on bird law, bird law, in defamation right. and sure. that type of stuff. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, I. You know, I, I'm not even going to comment on it because I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's not regarding, uh, you know, filibuster. 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 <laughs> uh, filibuster. <laughs> Charlie. That's great. Uh, here's some terrible news for a local kid. Georgia running back Branson Robinson will miss the season with a ruptured patellar tendon. Uh, Kirby Smart announced that today. It said that it happened to him. Branson Robinson, kid from Germantown High School, and went to Georgia, running back. Uh, it happened yesterday at practice in a non-contact drill. Now, now, the quote from Kirby Smart was, you know, I mean, it's obviously unfortunate. He says it won't affect, you know, the offense in terms of run-pass ratio. He says we have capable backs. And then he says he was one of our better backs, which tells you a little bit about just the depth and the sort of accumulation of talent that Georgia has gone through since um, Kirby Smart went there. 
He had recovered from turf toe during the offseason, was looking good here recently. They have a kid named Kendall Milton, who's a projected starter, had eight touchdown carries. He's been bothered by a hamstring deal. And apparently Branson Robinson was, you know, really factoring in and going to factor in for Georgia. And again, it's not like they don't have options and players at Georgia. They do. But it was going to be a big opportunity for him. So, you know, young player, really still on the front end of his college career. And a local kid who's got some, sure enough, adversity in front of him now. You're going to have to go through the repair and rehab process and get yourself ready to go and just look to next year. And that is a tough deal, I'm telling y'all. You know, the injury part of the physical part of it, a lot of times, isn't nearly as tough as the mental part of not being able to play. That is so tough. So my heart goes out to it. All right. That'll wrap it up for today on this Wednesday. We'll do it again tomorrow. Same time, same place here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. For Beaver, I'm Matt. All of us here, see you tomorrow. See you!